Welcome. You've tuned into Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Well, today we have not only a fun and fascinating subject to discuss, but one that's going to become increasingly more important in the coming years. Our title for this episode of Living the Miracle is... Ta-da! UFOs were identified long ago. Of course, UFO is the acronym for Unidentified Flying Objects. I think there's some new acronyms for UFOs these days, too. Originally coined by the U.S. Air Force in 1953, when I was one year old, (laughs) specifically by Captain Edward J. Ruppelt, who headed Project Blue Book, which was then the official U.S. Air Force investigation of UFOs. UFOs were defined as, quote, any airborne object which by performance, aerodynamic characteristics, or unusual features does not conform to any presently known aircraft or missile type, or which cannot be positively identified as a familiar object. God, do you identify me as a familiar object? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, this was the U.S. Air Force that is determining such an object as not being able to be positively identified as a quote-unquote familiar object. Did they ask anyone to whom such extraordinary flying objects were familiar to for their input? Of course not. Our history, <laughs> our history is filled with references to a whole variety of flying objects in the sky that were not of this earth at the time. Practically every religion has scriptures that describe such flying vehicles descending from the heavens or from the skies. And I think the word firmament was used in the Bible, which really meant the sky. Some even describe those who emerged out of such air or spaceships, some sort of documentation on stone, paper, and other media have been found throughout the world and from many periods of history. Is it that official investigations of UFOs in most countries in the world actually come up empty-handed as to the identities of these flying craft? That would take incompetence to a truly extraordinary degree. Yet, these are highly educated and trained scientists, engineers, avionics experts, and others using the latest state-of-the-art technologies researching and investigating UFOs that are actually unable to get any real information about the original, about the origin, nature, purpose, and crew of these vessels after all these decades. Uh Uh-uh. No way. In fact, 
UFOs have been around since before what we call what we all learn in school as human history. Most people have a hard time even considering the possibility of humanity having an ancient, flourishing civilization called Lemuria or Atlantis and others as well. So-called unidentified flying objects have been traipsing through Earth's atmosphere regularly since way before those civilizations. How can they possibly be not identified after all of this time? That would be fodder for a comedy show, wouldn't it? In fact, you comedy <laughs> writers out there should, should well, go for it. Well, hopefully there's been some comedy shows like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it's high time to wake up, folks. Spaceships from other places aren't the only aren't the only important things in your lives or spiritual growth or awakening, but remaining hoodwinked about them certainly doesn't help you to wake up in all other areas of your life either. Why UFOs have remained unidentified in the general public consciousness is that there are those who have gone to great lengths to ensure that humanity remains ignorant to the presence here of people from other planets and star systems. Yeah, you know, a lot of people talk about UFOs, right? Uh-huh. Instead of UFOs. In fact, that was originally what the military called it, UFOs. Right. And But um, I was thinking, if I made a tofu dish <laughs> and called it UFO tofu, then it's UFO tofu oh. both ways. <laughs> like, Michael likes to laugh about everything. <laughs> Adam, I'm ma- madam, I'm madam, you know, you UFO tofu. Anyway, so Raphael, <laughs> uh, when, we got to have some humor about this, folks, because when pe- people talk about UFOs and, and ETs, and they get so serious, but, and Everybody's struggling about, is it for real, is it not? But we're way past that, aren't we? Most, most of us have been aware for so long that, that not only UFOs are identifiable, they're, they're spaceships, they're crafts from other places besides this planet. Of course, there's kind of spaceships from this planet, too, <laughs> that nobody wants to talk about either. But... Just because no one talks about it doesn't mean they haven't been around. And just because people might not want you to know about it doesn't mean, hey, you have to ignore it or you have to invalidate yourself for having an experience or having, you know, this is day-to-day living. It's part of our daily lives. And so just like everything else in our daily lives, we don't have to take everything so seriously, even if it's very important. In fact, the more important something is in life, the less you could afford to take it seriously, make it you know, serious and heavy, lighten up. In fact, isn't that how UFOs fly? They have to be light. <laughs> <laughs> but Raphael, when did you first realize that there were others who were not from this earth, that were actually present here in some way, shape, or form. Well, and by the way, we like talking about our own experiences just to let you know 
that we're not afraid to talk about these things and we would like you to explore within yourself as we talk about these things maybe some experiences you've had that you've been afraid to say hello to. Well, for me, it started with my clairvoyant training in the early 1980s when I was in my early 30s. Well, actually, let me go back to my childhood first. I might have spoken about this story um, when we talked about UFOs the last time, which was, I think, in November 2018. You can go back to our um, archives to listen to that show as well. But I'm going to bring it up again because it is part of my history Um, I may have been about five years old, five or six years old, and my father, who was a military man, he was... In the Air Force, In the Air Force, yes. Speaking of the Air Force, (laughs) he was actually in the Army uh, first, and then uh, as a pilot, and then he was in the Air Force. And he was taking my sister and I, my uh, sister who's just 14 months younger than me, uh, for a little walk. And I remember being a little girl, and I remember the way my hand felt in his, kind of reaching up to him as we walked along. And this memory kind of comes to for me when he starts talking about people from other worlds. And he said to me something that stuck with me my whole life and still is with me to this very day. My dad passed away in the year Michael and I got married, 1991. But um, what he said to me was, uh, and to my sister as well, was that the people from other worlds are going to start to make themselves known in this world. Basically, he said, by the time you're grown up, you will be walking amongst people from other worlds. And he was Uh, kind of sweeping his hand, his other hand amongst the stars. He said, a lot of people live up there in the stars. And by the time you're grown up, you will be able to meet some of those people. And I actually believe that I have. And of course, that's a story that might come up during this show. And he wasn't just saying those things. I know. (laughs) Well, for some reason, it, it was, you know, we don't always remember every incident of our childhood. And I had a pretty good childhood, one of nine kids and a crowded, noisy household and everything. But this was one of the things that really struck my heart very strongly and stayed with me. And so... Uh, fast forward many years later, when I'm in my early 30s and I'm getting my clairvoyant training, uh, I remember we had a system in the clairvoyant training program that I took where you read with a number of readers and when you became skilled enough, you got to be what was called center chair, the main reader with the, with the readers that were less experienced to your side. And as my first time as a center chair reader, I was looking at a person, a woman, and I started looking at a past life that she was really stuck on, and it was a lifetime where she lived on a planet beyond Mars. Now, I didn't know anything about this planet, but I saw this in her space as I was reading, a planet beyond Mars, but not as far as Jupiter. She lived on this planet when it blew up. And I'm talking to her about it like it's a normal thing, talking about a past life on another planet. Not, and I had my eyes closed, so I didn't, I wasn't watching what her reaction to me. And I felt the um, director of the institute at the time come into the reading, 
And so I peeked my eyes open, and, and the woman I was telling this story to was passing out. And it made me realize, oh, my gosh, uh, this is something that really affects people as past lives even on another planet. So some of us in bodies actually have lived on other planets. And I was very fascinated with the idea of a planet between Mars and Jupiter and, of course, found out and remembered later that there's a, a big asteroid belt that uh, many scientists are now saying is an exploded planet. Another experience I had was I we had actually a person come in for a reading that was not human. He looked human, but as we gave him a reading, his energy was hooked up differently. It wasn't all the way in the body. And um, he kind of just coming into a psychic institute with that energy of don't don't see this part of me. He gave everybody a headache (laughs) and was consequently given the uh, reading and sent on his way and asked never to come back because of the uh, in, in that case, it was very difficult energy for the students to handle. And, of course, there were other experiences with um, seeing energy in my readings. But fast forward to a time when um, when I was teaching, I had a student who I'm, uh, I'm still in touch with. She's really a wonderful person and a wonderful artist. And she came to me with a, a pencil drawing that she made that was quite good, actually, but it was of these little guys, and she called them the gray aliens. Well, I had never heard of the gray aliens before, but when I looked at the picture, my the hair on the back of my arms went up, and there was some kind of familiarity to their existence. And she said she had been being visited by these beings um, from the time she was a little girl. And it was causing her all kinds of problems in her life. So um, there was another incident that I had uh, that that this relates to, but we're getting kind of close to our break right now. So I'd like to interrupt myself uh, for our uh, normal announcements that I like to make, and um, then we can get back to it. Um, if you haven't already seen Michael Tamora, James Van Prague, Carolyn Meese, Lee Carroll, Dr. Norm Sheely, and the Prince of Bhutan, and 20 other psychic, uh, I'm sorry, 20 other scientific, religious, and spiritual luminaries in the field of intuition in the remarkable documentary feature film, PGS, Intuition is Your Personal Guidance System, by multiple award-winning director and good friend of ours, Bill Bennett, you can click onto the link PGS the movie. That's P is in Paul. PGSthemovie.com and find out everything about it. You cannot only watch a great trailer for the movie, but also rent or purchase the film right here on the website. Everywhere the film was screened in theaters already, the audience the audiences, which were huge, huge, gave it high praise and an enthusiastic thumbs up as an illuminating, validating, and profoundly transformative movie. Now you can watch it online in the comfort of your own home. When we return in a couple of minutes, we'll continue with UFOs were identified a long time ago. We'll be right back.
Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you're lost in the dating world and need GPS, if you're stuck in dating hell and can't get out, if you're in need of a dating intervention, then Done Being Single with host Trevor and Robbie Sharp is your lifeline to love. From hookups to happily ever after, learn how to navigate single life and find the one. Tune in to Done Being Single Saturdays, 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get back to talking about why so many people insist on keeping UFOs or unidentified flying objects unidentified when they were identified so long ago. So I was telling you this story about um, the artist that came with a picture drawing for me way back in my early teaching days, which was kind of in the mid to later 1980s. And fast forward to a time I was um, working in and running a psychic institute of my own in Anaheim, California. And boy, lots of things happened in relationship to UFOs during those years. We could probably fill a whole show just with that. But I wanted to talk about uh, this one incident where I was done for the night and I had gone to a grocery store and I was pushing a cart down the aisle and something caught my eye, which I turned my head and saw it was a book that was in that, you know, the sort of uh, cheesy book section that a lot of grocery stores have. And it made me jump back and I went, what's that? (laughs) I've never reacted to a book like that before. So I reached out and grabbed it. And when I first looked at it, I thought, oh, this is just some dumb uh, uh, fiction story. The book was Communion by Whitley Strieber. Well, I bought the book and started to read it. And then the memories, many memories from my childhood and even from just a few earlier, few years earlier came back to me about my experience with these little gray guys Now, this was, since this is 
in relationship to my spiritual path, I was aware probably this was coming up so that I could heal whatever trauma had happened because as many of you know about the whole gray alien and abduction thing, um, this is something that was very big during the 80s and, and 90s and not so much anymore, but you still hear about it occasionally. Um, again, there's a lot that can be talked about with this, but for me, I used it as a healing tool to clear the trauma and to know the truth. That's what being a clairvoyant is all about, is knowing and learning the truth by looking clairvoyantly. So over the years, after this experience, I went into researching and writing about UFOs for a magazine before computers were in use that much. So there was no research outside of libraries and bookstores, and I found a lot of material out there. And Michael, I'd like to turn this over to you and have you talk a little bit about your uh, experiences, especially when did you become aware that there were races from other planets or star systems that were living or interacting with humans here on Earth? Hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting. I I grew up, of course, most of you know, in Japan. And um, there wasn't that no one talked about ETs or UFOs when I was growing up. But to me, it was like, you know, sunrises in the morning. <laughs> I've always, as long as I could remember, I've always known that there were life, you know, people, races, different species on different planets, different solar systems. It was, it was just a kind of an absolute. It wasn't even a question. That's why as long as nobody talked about it or anything, it was like, of course. But then, when was it? In my, the first time I actually heard somebody make references to UFOs. <laughs> I think it was, I was a teenager, and it was just in passing, and I wanted to know what UFOs meant, and they said, oh, spaceships. So, the people who were talking about it, they they identified it. <laughs> they weren't just unidentified flying objects. They were spaceships. They came from other places. And I said, oh, yeah, of course. And they didn't go into much uh, conversation about it or anything. So that was just the thing in passing. And that's how it was for me. It's just part of daily life. And then... When I came to the U.S., and again, probably in my late teens, early 20s is when I start to hear people talk about UFOs, uh, aliens, and so forth. And a lot of times when I heard people talk about aliens, I thought, and, you know, of course, they made movies and all that. I thought, gee, aliens, you know, it's, it's strange enough to call somebody from a different country aliens, right? You're an illegal alien. Or a legal alien. <laughs> or a legal alien. And well, we got a few legal aliens right here, and they're not from other countries. <laughs> and and um, 
So, you know, I joke a lot about, hey, do, do the ETs from other star systems that come here, are they required to have green cards? <laughs> that was the title of our yeah. last show about UFOs. <laughs> it's it's going to be a, a hilarious, especially those ETs who, who uh, have such higher uh, technology and everything. So their spaceships not only could you know, just disappear, so to speak. But if they wanted to, just push a, don't even have to push a button, just think about, let's wipe out these people. <laughs> but they, think, they haven't done it yet. I think that's that's what a lot of people are afraid of. And so there's a lot of people, especially in in governmental leadership and whatnot, that fall prey to a lot of false information and and they get mm, attracted to uh, military supremacy and world domination things like that well just because people come from other uh, star systems other planets and other s- star systems doesn't mean they're all good or they're all bad or anything um sure when when someone who doesn't look like you at all <laughs> shows up in your bedroom or living room well e- even if somebody who looks kind of like you <laughs> who's obviously human shows up <laughs> in your in your living room or bedroom or bathroom or someplace unannounced <laughs> in the middle of the night well that could be a cause for alarm <laughs> Uh, but of course I I spoke about this before I've had that experience but to me it was it was not a a frightful experience at all it was incredibly fascinating it was incredibly uh, exciting it's just like wow you know it's it's the experience was so extraordinary compared to normal, everyday, uh, human-to-human experience. And so, and they were humanoid, the ones that I ran into. Interesting thing, even though, like Raphael was talking about those gray people with the big eyes and, you know, little mouth or hardly any mouth, and she described them as little. Well, I encountered uh, people that looked like gray people with big eyes and no mouth and hardly a nose and everything, they were very tall. But it's interesting, not all of them were tall. The the one female in that group was very tall. Uh, I would say seven foot, maybe. And, and then the males in that group, that looked pretty much from the surface, they looked just like Everyone, you know, they, they look the same. Um, but they were shorter. They were much shorter. They were maybe, they were shorter than me. So that's pretty short. <laughs> I'd say they were five foot, right? So the woman is uh, over seven feet. The, the men, four of them, were like five foot. And then I saw their hybrid children, obviously part human, part you know, Them. from somewhere else, they didn't look anything like 
the the way the adults look. So I don't know how that all worked out, uh, what kind of genetics they used, but obviously part of them were human children. And they had regular, well, more or less regular eyes, nose, and mouth. That's very identifiable. Five fingers, you know, uh, arms, legs, the whole bit. They were, well, they were children, so they were small. Very uh, rambunctious, <laughs> having fun. So, first an experience, and my younger son, when he was only about eight years old, I think, had almost an identical experience going on a, on a spaceship and everything, and being shown almost the same exact stuff I was shown. So, so that's part of an experience. If you don't get spooked, if, if you just are in the present and you're, you're grounded and you're looking at, okay, this is an experience. Let's find out. It, it, it could be a terrific experience. But like I was saying, not all people from other places are like that. They're, they're not necessarily, some of them are very, uh, these people were, except for the kids, the adults were very, no emotions, right? Complete neutrality. And it was all mental, mental telepathic, te- telepathic communication, so clear. It's like having the best, you know, uh, sound canceling, <laughs> noise canceling earbuds <laughs> and listening to digital uh, stereo surround sound. <laughs> but it's in your head. So I've had all kinds of experiences in terms of seeing craft, obviously from other places, and a few from here made by our own military and uh, covert groups that are studying this, have studied this for, for a really long time. Yeah, this stuff has been around even in this young country. You know, we're only, uh, United States is only a little more than 200 years old, but even in that history. And then, of course, in ancient history. I mean, there's so much uh, portrayed and described in the Bible, in Egyptian, ancient Egyptian writings, Tibetan texts, the uh, Mahabharata, uh, and and some of the uh, Aboriginal stories in Australia, uh, and of course Greek and Roman mythologies. It's considered mythologies, but if you really read them and go, okay. What were these people really telling us about? Some of them made it into story form so it would be passed down and and people would not be afraid and they can start to have it in their consciousness that, oh yeah, hey, gods came down from somewhere and they did these things and they interrelated with humans and they even made human, you know, demigod children and and they caused all kinds of problems <laughs> on earth, right? All those myth stories are full of drama and trauma and, you know, mishaps and all kinds of things. So just because they're from a different star system, just because they might have incredible technology, and some of them are spiritually very advanced as well. But not all of them. 
Some of them are spiritually about the same as where we are. Others are not even where hum- most humans are, right? Some of them are stuck in a place of domination and control, and how can I, you know, end up with the most marbles? And some are even stuck in survival. Yeah, and so so then they're going to cause some trouble if they're hanging out here on Earth because they have to try to make it more comfortable for them as well as, ah, they can't walk around here looking the way they do and not have people get all riled up. So they're looking at strategies of how do you control human beings so that they can live here safely and make this place their place. So all kinds of stuff is going on. And that's going to be much more coming out into the public uh, consciousness, I have a feeling, in the next year or two especially. And has been coming out, which we will talk about in the next segment of this show. Now we've got our second break coming up. Remember, if you haven't already signed up for our free monthly newsletter to find out all about Uh, what we're doing and where you can do that easily by going to our website, michaeltamura.com. We are using Michael's name for our website because my name is too hard to spell, nine letters. So our website is michaeltamura, T-A-M-U-R-A.com. And fill out your email on the right-hand column on your computer or scroll down to the bottom of any page on your phone. Any questions about how you can receive our newsletter or about our seminars and events, you can always call our office during regular hours, Pacific Time, 530-926-2650. When we return, we'll continue with UFOs were identified long ago. See you in a couple minutes. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Look among the stars, life is bigger than it seems. Get inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Learn to see things from a spiritual perspective. It changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. 
Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. Several of you wrote to us that you wanted more on this vast subject of extraterrestrial visitors when we broadcast our last show about our galactic neighbors. So we decided to follow up on that conversation with today's episode. UFOs were identified long ago. And by the way, that older episode was in November of 2018. So let's continue with this fascinating subject. Um, Well, I wanted to continue a little bit of my story in history, and then I'll turn this back over to Michael. Um, When I started healing the level of trauma that I had had as an abductee, we had, and I was starting to do research about aliens and and UFOs, and I had uh, amassed some information, books and CD, uh, actually books and uh, mostly CDs, I think. Um, uh, what is that called? The video and videos about UFOs. We had a break-in at our apartment. And um, the main thing that was taken was my little word processor because I didn't even have a computer back then yet. Nobody did. And my word processor had all my articles about aliens and UFOs. And they took uh, an unopened um, video that said UFOs are real on it and a few other things in our house. But the message was very clear to us. Um, It made me realize at the time, not now, but at the time, it made me realize the subject was a dangerous one that could get us possibly hurt. Um, That's when I discovered the government's policy for, for quote unquote, silence or else. And if any of you have researched UFO, you know this policy still holds today. But there is something going on called gradual disclosure. However, pretty much all the history of humanity's contact with UFOs can be found, though you have to kind of plow through a lot of disinformation. Michael was talking about that earlier, the stuff that's being put out there that's not true, to get to the actual actual truth of the matter. And you have to be careful. For me, it has helped to be a clairvoyant, which helps to sort out the truth from the lie on this matter. Always remember that any facet of life is for your, let's say, perusal and spiritual growth. Life is filled with all kinds of experiences. We spoke of this last week about from reacting to responding. The subject is most certainly one which requires you to use your spiritual tools. Michael, I'd like you to talk a little bit more about yours experiences. Well, you know, why do you think 
shows like Star Trek, the TV series, you know, from way back, and then the movies that's still being made were and are still so popular. Well, a lot of what is fictionally portrayed in them touch a deep intuitive nerve in a lot of souls currently incarnated on Earth. The shows aren't just some far-out space adventure fantasy, although that's how it's written, but they reflect so much of what's been going on for countless millennia throughout various parts of the galaxy. You know, it's one thing I, I've had a really hard time, even from the time I was a kid, is people being, like, you know, can you be that self-centered that the entire universe revolves around you. <laughs> you know, nothing else matters, nothing else exists out there in this vastness. And, and even people who rely on scientific evidence. Well, gee, folks, there's been so much scientific evidence and photographs and videos of other planets and stars and nebulas and exploding no supernovas and all kinds of stuff that you have to recognize, hey, there's a lot more going on out there, hugely. We're just this tiny, tiny, not even hardly a speck on Earth, right? And we're out in the boonies in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, we're in the uh, outer boonies of the galaxies. <laughs> and and then how many galaxies? It's, it's beyond intellectual comprehension, right? And so then, just considering how vast the universe is, or some people like to call it multiverse because it's not just one universe, there's a bunch of universes. Do you think for one moment that there aren't races out there, species out there that are, you know, very intelligent, and at various stages of evolvement, just like humanity is, you know, some of us are further along, others of us are not as far along. And it's not that that's one is better or worse than the other. It's just, hey, it's just like going to school. Just because a, a child is in kindergarten doesn't make them worse than a child that's in high school, right? No, it's not who you are. It's just where you are in your education, where you are in your learning process, development. And so throughout the galaxies, there are so many different races of beings. And some of them live in a much higher frequency. So they may seem more transparent to the human physical eyes. Others are very dense, a lot denser than humans. Uh, and so you got the whole, if you could imagine it, it, there's more than that. And isn't that exciting? Isn't that fun? Well, for some, it's a little scary because, okay, what are they, they going to do to us <laughs> if they're more technically, technologically advanced Yet, they're not as spiritually advanced. 
Ah, same thing here on Earth. What you see here, it's going on maybe even in more extremes everywhere, in all kinds of places. Yet, if that's the case, what do we do here as, as a human population around globally, around the world, is, okay, countries and leaderships and emissaries from each country says, okay, we don't just want to blow ourselves up. Okay, so what do we do about this? And they put their best, you know, scientists, best educators, best leaders together, most experts, and go, how do we, how do we get along? Now, what's the problem with that is there's always certain leaders or certain countries or certain groups within a segment of the population that don't want to get along. No, I want all the marbles. I want all the gold. I want all the oil. I want everything. And forget the rest of you. Let's, you're like fleas. Let's, let's eradicate you off of this planet so I can have the whole planet to myself. And my few people, hey, guess what? That's been going on here for a long time. It shows up as ethnic cleansing. It shows up as, you know, certain wars and whatnot here and there throughout history. But guess what? It didn't completely wipe out most of humanity, at least not in recent history. Okay. And the planet is still going on. Yes, you've heard of Atlantis and Lemuria and continents, vast continents sinking into the ocean. And most of the population disappearing. But life goes on. It's still here. Why do you think that's the case that it has, nobody's actually, even with the technology that's capable of it, blown up this whole place? Huh. There are others out there who've been through the same scenario already. And there's others that didn't solve the problem and blew up their places. That's why they're going around all over the universe trying to make home somewhere else. But it's not working because they don't really fit in to a different universe. So then it becomes just a battle for control. And a lot of these kind of people are arranging a lot of the things that's happening on this planet that's not working. A lot of the wars and so forth just keeps on going. Some of these wars just keep on going, 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 no matter what. Keeps our attention in yep. a place it doesn't need to be. And meanwhile, they're hunkering down and setting up a civilization where they can't be seen by most regular humans. And then, but it's been going on for millennia. It's nothing in the last couple of decades or even couple of centuries. No, we're talking tons of millennia, millennia, thousands, thousands, and thousands of years. So this isn't something you need to get terrified about. That's right. If it hasn't happened by now, guess what? What else is going on in the universe that it's, yes, some of it's happening but it doesn't go all the way where the whole thing just blows up or all of the population gets decimated. No, it's because there's others who've worked it out and they're 
they can't just land here because like Star Trek had a really great, they called it the prime directive. Well, there is a prime directive of sorts in the galaxies where they know Earth has been declared a free will zone. It's like a no smoking planet. <laughs> sort of. But it's, it's, well, it's kind of the opposite. Anything goes. And there's a certain protection here. Yep. And so they're able to exert some influence to make sure that free will zone is maintained. But unfortunately, a lot of them that are for free will, well, of course, they won't intercede unless asked by enough people and enough of the leadership. Others don't care about free will. They're in it for themselves, and they'll do whatever it takes for them to get what they want. But guess what? They're not as evolved. They're not as wise. They're not as uh, in truth as the ones who are wiser. So they're always lagging behind. That's why they try so hard, work at it all the time. So the important thing, like Raphael said earlier, is you have to depend on, you have to trust your own inner guidance. You have to trust in what you know to be true in your heart of hearts. All right? No matter what anybody says. If you experience this is true for you or that's not true for you, you have to go with what you know because you're the one who has to live with that. Okay? That's right. Also, I thought it might be interesting for some of you people who really are perked up by this subject. Um, I'd like to give you some references on how to find out a little more information in history. Well, um, I have a list of people. I'm just going to go over them really quickly. One was a really interesting book. It was originally written in French, and I don't have the name of the author at the moment. But um, I remember the name of the book. It was called Abduction to the Ninth Planet, an amazing story, an incredible story about a man who in full consciousness was taken on a spaceship and and to a planet that's supposedly a ninth-level planet, and it's a true story. He was apparently some kind of journalist or something like that, so not a not a woo woo person. <laughs> and this this uh, book had a lot of um, interesting influence for me. Also, in uh, there was a man named Dr. Frank Strangis, who lived from 1927 to 2008, who was a minister who also taught about UFOs, and um, I could, again, do a whole show just about his information. But one of my favorite, more current person who you can get a lot of general information as well as deeper information is author David Wilcock with The Synchronicity Key, The Ascension Mysteries, The Source Field Investigations, and all his work on Gaia TV, especially with insider Corey Good. And then he has his own presentations called Cosmic Disclosure, which is happening right now. Cosmic Disclosure is happening. And, of course, Corey Good himself, who was a former insider. And then also anything Michael Sala writes. Uh, He was in the U.S. Navy secret space program. Oh, my gosh, what a story that man has. And so 
these are some things that you can check into for yourself and see if they resonate with you, or even if this is a time for you to actually have more knowledge about this information. For me, it's been since I was a little girl in many, many facets in positive and negative. Yes, Michael and I saw a full-blown UFO when we were living in Colorado in the 1990s, so we can't just say we saw them clairvoyantly. We have actually seen the physical things. All right, so now it's almost time for our show to end. Doggone it. How time flies when we're out of this world. We're at the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're grateful that we can get together with all of you around the world. Next Wednesday, we begin a new season of fascinating topics to explore. In this season of 13 brand new episodes of Living the Miracle, we'll address the varied and diverse aspects of communication to kick the new series off. Next Wednesday's show will be the name of the game here. Learn to say hello. Make sure to join us. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.